With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the good news, here's Angie. Hey there, friend. Angie Austin here with the good news, along with one of my favorite guests, Lloyd Lewis. He is the president and CEO of ARC. You've heard me talk a lot about ARC on the program, arcthrift.com, if you want more info. And Lloyd Lewis is joining us to talk about what's going on with ARC and also a little bit about his book as well. Welcome, Lloyd. Yeah, great to great to. Uh be with you again. Did you say one of your favorites? Did you say one? Of your yeah, favorites? like top five. Your favorite? Top five. Top five. Yeah, let's rephrase. Top five. <laughs> top three. Top three. Top three. <laughs> <laughs> you are so funny. So, Lloyd, I um, I know you and many of your ambassadors well. I met you when your son was born. How old is uh, Kennedy now? Kennedy uh, turned 20 last August. Oh, my goodness. So Kennedy has Down syndrome. And uh, after his birth, because you didn't know much about that whole world, um, you you took a new career path uh, at some point after Kennedy was born. So tell us about that career path and arc. Yeah, I was in the private sector, and I was a financial uh, professional, including as a CFO for high tech, ultimately sold to Micron before I joined ARC. But when Kennedy was born, I became very involved almost immediately in scientific research advocacy Mm -hmm. and uh, met a neuroscientist at the University of Colorado. We partnered up and lobbied for additional funding for Down syndrome research, met with the director of the NIH, met with a number of people at CU, et cetera, et cetera. And I also met a philanthropist daughter, Michelle C., Yes. And her family has now created the world's largest Down Syndrome Research Institute named for the neuroscientists I brought into the project. That was my beginning effort to help people like my son. Uh, Shortly after that, I got recruited to Arcturus Stores, which is a 55-year-old nonprofit whose mission is to fund advocacy for people with developmental disabilities, inclusive Down Syndrome, autism, cerebral palsy, and all forms of cognitive deficit. And I'm nearing my 20th year with ARC. Oh, my goodness. uh, We've had a lot of good luck, and we've been able to dramatically increase funding and supports and now become the largest employer of people with developmental disabilities in Colorado. So it's been really fun. All right, so largest employer of people with developmental disabilities in Colorado. When you started with ARC um, almost 20 years ago, uh, if I recall correctly, there are about five ambassadors who are differently abled, and now you have how many? Yeah, we had 10 ambassadors who have developmental disabilities working for us in 2005. Today we have nearly 500. They work in all parts of the company and just do amazing work for us and inspire all of us. And we've talked about it before because I have such an affinity for your ambassadors about what it is that people love about them so much and how they add to the camaraderie and the feeling of family within your organization. How do you explain that? How do these young people make the you know environment, they're, the corporate environment, so wonderful? 
they're very caring. They're very generous. They're very loving. They love to work in teams. They love to support their fellow employees. And they, they're just great workers. And they, they have a great love for you. And you're actually more popular with them than I am, which, which is a little upsetting, but that's okay. But they, uh, they do a wonderful job for us. They're just terrific. You're pretty popular. Yeah, I've, I've heard, um, you know, sometimes they're teamed up with like kind of a partner. Can you explain that? How, let's say Kennedy's working at your place or one of Kennedy's friends, and they might have, you know, some issues with figuring something out or learning something. Don't you have partners that help them? We, we have a buddy system. And a lot of our ambassadors have buddies, which are their typical employee peers. And they'll help them as needed with, you know, various tasks and training and learning and just help them through the course of the day if that's needed. Not all of our ambassadors need that, but we do have one-on-one buddies, and they really enjoy being buddies. And they enjoy the relationships they develop and the help they provide. And, you know, we have employees that are working for more than just a paycheck. Yeah, they're I, working to help people in an important mission. So I think that makes a difference. I think it does too. Um, the ambassadors, how excited! Every ambassador I've ever interviewed has been excited about going to work. You know, getting a paycheck. Their families, their parents, of course, are relieved that their child has found a place and uh, has a you know purpose and makes a living. And then also, I think I was just telling a friend of mine about your organization and explaining that they're is also like ARC University to teach them, you know, things about, um, you know, using the bus system, the public transit system, you know, about boundaries, et cetera. But I think even more importantly than all of that is the social circle that you guys create through the activities that you get the ambassadors together for, whether it be a dance or karaoke, that all of a sudden they may have been like in their neighborhood, the only kid with Down syndrome or the only kid with cerebral palsy. And then all of a sudden they have hundreds of friends who are like them that they can hang out with their their jobs become a very central part of their life and a very central part of the, the life in their families and they love uh their jobs they hate to miss work there could be three feet of snow on the on the road and i'd have to order them not to come in for safety reasons they just hate to miss work one of and, our uh, we have supplemental programs that we've developed for our employees as you mentioned one is arc university a series of 12 post-secondary style classes of money, computers, pet care, transportation, et cetera. And we designed it such that they do a class, which are done over lunch, um, just for participation, they'll get a certificate. It's not grade based. And if they do six of 12, they get a bachelor's degree, nine of 12, a master's, 12 of 12, a PhD. Some of them have five or six PhDs. Oh, wow. And I tell them that's a little upsetting because they have more degrees than me. But when you go to our graduation, you would think you're at Harvard commencement. They're just all fired up and proud in front of hundreds of families and friends. We also have a social program monthly as well where we'll go to the movies or the zoo or, or you know, bowling or uh, to a museum. One of their favorites is karaoke. Yeah. And at one of our karaoke's, they wanted me to sing Ring of Fire. <laughs> Did and you? So being a professional... CEO, I responded by hiding in the bathroom. And when I came out 15 minutes later, they were all there waiting for me and they marched me over to the mic. Oh, that's hilarious. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then we also have a community service program with the International Civitas, where they meet monthly and they plan projects to help the community. They may collect socks for the homeless, write letters to seniors and assisted living centers or 
prepare packages for military service personnel serving overseas, but they love to support the community. I love it. We think we have one of the best programs and employment programs and supplemental programs in the country. We're very proud of that. Yeah, I would agree with you, and uh, I can see why. Now, when you say that um, the buddy system, that the buddy, uh, you know, so the buddy might not be needed in a day to assist the ambassador, or they might work side by side with them all day. It just depends on what the ambassador needs in terms of assistance in their job. It's really based on the needs of the ambassador. So for some, it can be sort of constant support, and for others, it can be as needed. But everyone has a one-on-one buddy they can turn to if needed. I, I've, I, as you as you mentioned, those relationships that you know many of your um, galas, your fundraisers, your celebrations. I've heard the buddy uh, talk about their relationship with the ambassador, and I would agree with you that they also uh, the buddy benefits very much from that relationship with their ambassador. Um, it's kind of touching how close they get. Yeah, we sometimes as society try to make them more like us. And my own learning has been we should be more like them. I agree. Because they really are very generous human beings. Very inspiring. Now, for people, I always call ARC, you know, the experience shopping with a purpose. And every Saturday, I know that there's 50% off most items. And then there's a senior day on Tuesday. And there's an e-club at arcthrift.com or arcthrift.org that you can join. Um, So when people shop, that money goes right back into the community um, to fund advocacy, uh, you know, your programs uh, to to help people, whether they're an ambassador or not, right? Yeah, the, the, the purchases that people make in our stores or the donations they make in our stores support advocacy programs, $150 million so far during my tenure. Wow. Support employment of people with developmental disabilities. Support support of the community generally. So we're one of the largest distributors of food to people in need. We're one of the largest relief agencies. We we supply a million dollars in vouchers every year, collect 40 to 50 tons of food every year. Uh, we're a large recycler. We recycled over a billion pounds of donations during my tenure. Wow. So, you know, if you go to our website and look at our annual port, you'll see, you know, 40 pages of various supports we provide to Coloradans in need and people with disabilities. Oh, my goodness. All right. So through the course of this, um, you know, getting to know all these different personalities and your own experience with your son, Kennedy, with Down syndrome, um, you wrote a book that explains like your mission, your experience. So tell us about your book and, uh, you know, and what you uh, share with us in it. Yeah. A a number of years ago, I wrote a book uh, entitled Why Not Them about my son, Kennedy, and about our ambassadors, our employees with developmental disabilities. We did a um, presentation to introduce the book, a tattered cover on Colfax. It was the number one nonfiction paperback bestseller for that week in wow, Denver. I love it. But the, but the book talks about the contributions that people with developmental disabilities make, my son and my ambassadors. And in that book, we relay a lot of you know fun stories about Kennedy, fun stories about our ambassadors, some of the challenges we've encountered and some of the efforts I made to create supports for people like Kennedy. And it's, it got a really good response. It's available on Amazon. And, you know, proceeds from the book go to support people with developmental disabilities. 
But, um, you know, I just wanted to tell the story and make more people aware of who people with developmental disabilities really are, who they really are. So any um, stories you can think of from the book that people were touched by or that, you know, you felt were really important for you to uh, to share? There's a lot of touching stories in the book. There's a story about my own son, Kennedy, who, you know, we're watching a Cat Stevens special when he was two or three, and then he stood up and started dancing. Oh. Now he dances anytime he hears music still. And there literally was a time when he would dance if we turned on the blender or opened the garage door. Oh, my gosh. Which I thought, which I thought was very cool. Everything was music to Kennedy and still is. Uh, we tell, you know, some stories about some of my ambassadors. Lori, who you know, in a wheelchair, great sense of humor, dictates poetry with cerebral palsy. She told my CEO group uh, at one meeting that she was gunning for my job because she'd throw better parties. Right, right. And when I chided her at bowling night, she said she was throwing me under the short bus. Oh, that's hilarious. Another fun story in the book is about one of our employees with Down syndrome who would bring in his bowling score every Wednesday and announce his score over the PA to all the customers and employees who would all apply. So they just all have these wonderful personalities. And, you know, through no fault of their own, they have cognitive uh, issues, but they have amazing personalities. They may have IQs less than 70 for the definition of IDD, developmental disability. But they have EQs more on the order of 200 plus. Oh. And there's really a lot we can learn from these individuals. I agree. I just, I, I love um, your organization. I love uh, sharing your story and Kennedy's story. Uh, Arcthrift.org, again, um, they've, got a couple, they've got a couple of days that, you know, they have great deals, Saturday, Tuesday. And then if you're on their email list, you can find lots of, uh, you know, great days to go. And any day is a great day to shop at Arc, shopping with purpose. Thank you, Lloyd. You're a real blessing to the program. Thank you for your donation. Northland is listening to the mighty 670 KLT. Arc Thrift needs your small furniture and electronics donations now. You can donate that end table or folding chair you've been meaning to find a new home for. Smaller sized furniture that can fit in your trunk and home goods like blenders and air fryers are items that Arc badly needs right now. They make it easy by unloading your car and your donations help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. The primary mission of Arc Thrift. ARC has high demand for small electronics like speakers, soundbars, Bluetooth speakers, and turntables. And once you donate, you can shop in the stores for your own treasured finds. Each ARC thrift location has over 5,000 new items every day. So there is always something new and exciting. Every ARC thrift store keeps their shelves fresh with new merchandise, so each new purchase will be special to you. ARC's donation centers are open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Sunday donation hours are available as well. To find the nearest ARC Thrift Donation Center, go to arcthrift.com slash donations. Hi, friend. Angie Austin here with the good news. I have been checking out a book lately that I want to share with you. The author is Hannah Austin, and she is joining us. And uh, I, I really like the idea of learning how to live an extraordinary life, and that is what her book is all about. Learn how to live your extraordinary life. Welcome to the program, Hannah. Thank you, Angie, for having me. So it's Head, Hello, Head, Meet Heart is the book. Uh, give us a little, uh, you know, a nutshell description of the book. 
Yes. So this book is about rising from the ashes of burnout to leap towards your extraordinary life. And I wrote this book during COVID as I hit the darkest moment of my life. And frankly, Angie, I was contemplating suicide and ending it all. So I had nothing left. I was, my tank was empty and I didn't know what was wrong with me. So I started to research books, articles, and podcasts, and there wasn't a book for me to turn to. So I decided to write one. So in terms of, you know, what you were burnt out from, explain what went on that made you feel such despair. Yeah, so I've been in the healthcare industry for 20 years. I loved my job. I started at the age of 20, and I worked myself up. And, and Angie, it was working. I mean, the hustle behind the scenes, you know, being the first uh, woman in the room in some meetings and instances. So during COVID, I was in charge with building mass hospitals and morgues for one of the largest health systems in the country. And I was working 50, 60 hours a week. I wasn't taking care of myself, no breaks, no lunches. And frankly, I just started deteriorating from the inside out, and I collapsed in the hospital I was managing. Mm. I, it, it doesn't surprise me when I, you know, we all know what the circumstances were like then, and that kind of pressure, people are like, lunch? You know, why would you need lunch? Like, come on. But then the people taking care of the system were falling apart. Right. And, you know, I didn't tell anyone. I mean, that's the reality. Like, as a manager, you feel like you have to be strong, and you need to take care of your team, and at the cost of yourself. And I was one of those people and I take full responsibility for it, but it was a really a dark time. So what is the biggest lesson that you learned from this burnout journey, this and, and recovery journey from feeling, you know, so uh, lost that you maybe didn't even want to go on? Yeah. I mean, the biggest lesson has been that I'm human too, right? I'm a human first, a manager, a wife, a mom, second, third. And so it's really important that those people, Angie, and I know you probably get this, we are are perfect on the outside. No one can see us sweat. We're paddling frantically uh, behind the scenes. But sometimes we feel like we can't really be honest with ourselves and, frankly, the world about if we're hurting or not. So I think it's really around being authentic, um, letting people know you're human, you're hurting, you need help as well, and getting that help. And that's what this book is about, a, a warm hug, a, a hand offering help at a time where people are having their darkest moments. All right. So let's break down some of the things that, um, you know, you wrote about in the book, um, Hello, Head, Meet, Heart. Uh, Take us through some of the steps that if, you know, we're feeling burnout or we want to make a change in careers or just come back from that brink of despair, what are some of the things you teach us? Yeah. So I created a six-step burn bright model. I'm a very operations mind. And so I married my mind and heart in this book. And so the first step is really take stock and stop and pause. So many of us are going through the motions. We're moving on to the next guest or radio show or into the next meeting or Zoom meeting. We don't stop and say, is this pace working for me? Is this a long-term viable solution? Then the next step is, you know, discovering the why. What are those patterns in your life that are showing up for you that are limiting you from going to the bathroom, sleeping well? You know, is technology too much a part of your life? And then the third step is really exploring your options. Is there ways to conserve your energy? What boundaries do you need to set in your life? And then who do you need to have in your, your team, right? Project manage a team of CEO professionals for your executive board, your executive personal board to figure out how they can support you um, living your best life. And then lastly, it's developing a plan. Angie, how many of us can develop plans at work and develop plans for our kids? But we need to learn to develop a plan for ourselves and our life to conserve our energy for the most precious resources, frankly, ourselves. 
Yeah, and you know, it takes a lot of determination to develop that plan and follow through, you know, to put that phone down at night or to set that boundary. Because I think as women in the workplace, we've been taught that maybe we do need to go the extra mile to be respected as much as a colleague, like working as an, a news anchor, a weather woman, um, reporter, field producer at big you know networks when I... Uh, I, I when I sat next to a male anchor, I did feel like if he left at nine, that I still couldn't leave until noon. If even if we'd gotten up at two forty five and gotten there, because um, I I had to work harder to get that same level of respect. So you do, I think, push yourself towards burnout, and with your families as well. I don't think it no comes very easily to many of us. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, to, to literally write a book that is a self help book that actually helps. But I know that's oxymoron. But I remember, you know, being a young girl in my 20s, 30s, and now my 40s, looking for books to help me with the how-to. Like, it's great to say, be mindful, be meditative, don't listen to your phone, don't look at your phone. But it's another thing when you're addicted to those things, right? And so my book is really, it asks you questions that actually make get you start to think about new ways. And it's also exercises. I ask you to do exercises in the book that make you think about things from your head and your heart standpoint. And that's when finally, Angie, the puzzle pieces lock into place and you realize, wow, I can move my priorities in. Uh, Hannah just gave me a literally a script to set a burnout prevention plan and created a boundary plan for my coworkers, my loved ones, and my husband or wife. So this is a real tactical book. And you're walking out of this book at the end of the book with hope, viability, and a plan to move forward. Now, um, you know, understand we talked about your, you know, 20 years as an executive in the healthcare industry. And obviously during COVID, you faced so many pressures and that burnout you talked about. Um, And I know you're the CEO and uh, co-founder, pardon me, of She Shatters. What is She Shatters? Yes. So we are an organizational wellness company specializing in the prevention of burnout. So we do individual coaching for women and men um, who are suffering from burnout or at a pivotal point in their life. And then on the second arm is our organizational wellness strategy team, where we go into large scale organizations and teach the managers and leaders, frankly, how to care, how to treat the person as a whole person, as an employee, how to keep uh, staff. So we have retention packages as well as burnout prevention packages. And I'm traveling around the country, Angie, speaking and sharing the Burn Bright formula and the message of Hello Head, Meet Heart, and, and lighting up organizations from the inside out, tapping into that joy in the organization again. So what's next for you? Is this it? Is this what you'll continue to do? You know, writing this book, Angie, was the easiest thing I've ever done. It was like breathing to me. I dumped all of my heart and soul, I don't know if you've read it yet, into this book. It's very, very deeply personal, and it's resonating with so many people. My goal is just to start a wildfire within people's hearts, whether it's through my podcast, through organizational wellness. Um, I would, my next dream would be to write a second book, um, but I'm still enjoying this wild ride. Yeah, it sounds like um, you're traveling around the country, you know, helping other people that you have a real passion for this now, but obviously that passion springing from, you know, what you went through. Yeah, I mean, I do believe that, you know, this darkest moment that I had a year and a half ago, I've really used it as rocket fuel. And I always like to say that the deepest wounds in us allow for the greatest growth. Now, when you're meeting people and you're traveling around the country, what's a common theme you're hearing? Or what are some of the big mistakes people are making? What are they? Because I know that when you speak in an event like this, when it resonates with someone, I know they come up to you and start kind of bearing their soul. So what are you hearing? They do. It's really like going to church, Angie. I presented at the Indiana Conference for Women. 
Um, and we had 500 chairs in the audience and they had to bring in more chairs because wow. the women were just loving the session. And it's a real compliment and true testament to the, the mission that I'm spreading, which is, you know, you have the puzzle pieces inside you all along, right, Angie? You just need to kind of shuffle them around and lock the pieces in place that you want to keep. And no longer do you have to work the 10-hour days versus the 8-hour days that you know, the guys around you work. You need to do what's best for you and chart your course towards your career and your own personal growth. And so I love creating a plan with these women and men and, as well to set the stage for what are they reaching for and create some accountability. And the Hello Head Meet Heart is just a tool, a vehicle for them to actually do the homework, right? Do the exercises, heads down, and then together we can create their extraordinary life, whatever that is, pivoting to a new job, getting a divorce. We're really making, um, creating a movement, Angie, around growth and joy. Now, in all of this coaching and in writing the book, um, Hello, Head, Meet, Heart, uh, what about success stories? Are you already hearing feedback from people who are saying, like, you know, um, I know you can't use names, but any any stories of um, success already through working with you? Yes. One of my favorite stories is actually from a 75-year-old woman who, you know, I never intended this book to be read by people who are retired. I thought, who, who's retired and burned out? But this woman said, one of my friends referred your book and I read it and she said, I've been retired for 15 years. I've been feeling a sense of worthlessness and loneliness and for what's next. And, you know, is it my turn to just triple up and die at, you know, 75 or is there something more out there for me? And so she said she did one of the exercises and she's decided to uh, take a dance class again. And she invited her husband to take a dance class, which is frankly unlocked some intimacy, uh, which is good for them, but also an opportunity for her to reconnect with herself and her goals and get healthy again. So she's now off her blood pressure medication and her marriage is stronger than ever. And it's just, I never intended for that type of audience to, to resonate with the book. And that's been the, the greatest joy. That's really cool because, I mean, they, um, a lot of seniors have so much to give and give back. I was just talking to a friend of mine who was really depressed, like you were just talking about. And um, I said, you know, the, uh, one of my mentors, Jim Stovall, he's written over 60 books. He said the best way to help um, when you're feeling down, the best way to feel better is to help someone else. And so I suggested maybe she get out there and, you know, and get moving. And I was just doing an interview with Dr. Michael Royson from the Cleveland Clinic. He's also written a lot of books with Dr. Oz about um, uh, you know, the mind, the body, health, and longevity. That's like his area of expertise, living longer and healthier. And he just said today, one of the biggest things we can do to stave off, you know, dementia in our older years, this is going to surprise you because I thought, oh, it's going to be diet, exercise, omega-3s, you know, some supplement. Having a tribe, well, he actually said posse, which cracked me up since he's near 80 that yep. he said posse. But he said <laughs> ha having a posse, you know, having a tribe, having a group of people that care about you, and then she's getting out there with these dancers and reconnecting with her husband. Uh, it's so important to our vitality. But I think when we get depressed, when we feel low, many of us tend to isolate and we do not have anything to do with our posse. Right. And COVID, you know, maximized that, right? We were all lonely and we were all kind of displaced and, and isolation. And I think now that people are kind of coming out of their cocoon and feeling like it's reintegrating again, you know, we have to find that void for loneliness and connection. And But the first thing, Angie, is connecting with yourself. And I think that's what Hello Head Meet Heart is a reminder of, is every time you feel a little bit lonely, just return to yourself first. 
Yeah, I like that. I like that. How is this making you feel? I mean, you know, going through what you went through, making such a U-turn in your life, I mean, or a right turn, doing something completely different than healthcare and high stress and setting up morgues. Now you're doing joy-filled, you know, big speaking engagements and helping people um, find their self-worth again and purpose in life. How, How has this made you feel? It must feel pretty great. I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm doing what I'm destined to do. And that is what fuels me every day to want this feeling for you, for someone else, whoever, whatever I can do to unlock that joy, unlock that fire. I'm here, right? That I'm a fire starter, right? I, I, I don't want to be put out. Like I want to keep igniting these fires in people because we deserve to live an extraordinary life. I love it. All right. Give us your website. Oh, sure. So you're welcome to find me at SheShatters.com, www.SheShatters.com. And the book is on Amazon, and we have a Kindle edition and a paperback. Well, I'm in the midst of reading it right now. Thank you so much. What a pleasure the interview is, and congratulations uh, for all you're doing for others. What a blessing for you and for them. Thank you, Angie, for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.